0: Dave Naylor joins us now. Good afternoon, Dave. Good to join us, Steve. Um, I just went through sort of my view of what happened Friday night, and I saw a few things I kind of liked. Not many, but I saw a few things I kind of liked. I wonder what you saw.
1: Well, I think that, you know, the headline is Johnny Manziel throws four picks in first half, you know, uh, Ticats blow out owls. But let's, and again, I, I think Johnny Manziel was not great, understandably. But his team might have been worse. And let's just break down the 28 nothing end of the first quarter score, okay? The first one is an opening drive that Manziel has nothing to do with, right? The second one comes off his bad interception. The third uh, comes off a blocked punt. Again, he's got nothing to do with that. And the fourth comes off the play that you described where there was a, a kind of shovel pass to Terrell Sutton that he should have caught. So of the 28 nothing that happens before the end of the first quarter, you know, there's one that you can trace to the play of Johnny Manziel. You know, the others are the Ticat special team, Ticat defense, and Terrell Sutton unable to catch an easy ball. So, you know, that puts them in a tough situation. But, I you know, I guess, combined the fact that Manziel had been there for 12 days, it had four practices where he was taking first-team reps, and the Owls are a 1-in-17 team that led the league in, or lead, <laughs> lead the league in points given up and are last in points scored, Um, you know, as the great Archie Manning once said to me, Quarterbacks are not golfers, and they're not tennis players. You know, they're they're not out there by themselves. So, look, I, I think it couldn't have gone much worse for him or the Alouettes. But you know, that's an inexperienced quarterback playing on a bad team against a good defense.
0: I I hate to quote myself, but a line I used in the column on Sunday was, you know, he was he was unfortunate to have been playing for the Alouettes instead of against the Alouettes. And I think no. that that goes to your point as to how bad this football team really is.
1: Well, it is, and you know, this is one of those issues where also you know you you stand back and, and look at at you know the, the the team, and and they will go calendar year without winning a game at home, which is other than that weird win they had in actual This is a team that's an eight. I think They're they were and-
0: having some we're having some problems with your phone here so we're going to phone you back and see if we can get this technology working a little bit better that that's an excellent breakdown by Naylor on the, on those points because again if you tune in and you, and you see how many points the Ticats cats have in the first half you don't think you don't know that there was a blocked punt you don't know that one of the interceptions came off a play that shouldn't have been an interception you don't know that that those are how Hamilton, Hamilton went on a drive the first time they had the ball. Um, so there's other factors involved here. What I'm at least somewhat hopeful for, I'm not hopeful for the Alouettes to get better overnight. They don't have good enough talent. I'm not sure they have good enough management. I'm not sure they have good enough coaching. Um, but I saw things, at least in how he moved, and I liked his attitude because we'd heard, we've heard so much about Manziel and his attitude and his big timing. I don't think we've seen a lot of that when he was in Hamilton. I don't think we, his post-game demeanor and his after the day, uh, day after, I thought, you know really showed a guy that maybe you can grow with. And if the Alouettes do get better players and better coaches and, and all that, then there's a possibility. Not right now, but down the road. Dave Neller rejoins us now. Your phone was a little wonky there. Hopefully we'll be better now. How long do you think it will take Manziel and or the Alouettes to be presentable?
1: I think it'll take probably a month, you know, until they're in a game where his offense can go potentially toe to toe with another. And and again, I think that's a combination of his inexperience and, and their, you know, lack of talent around him and, Look, I, I you know, th- this organization has been built in a very atypical way. You know, not going with a, a proven quarterback going into the season, spending a lot of money on defense, spending a lot of money on free agency. now that's not the typical for- and bringing in a coach who's never coached in the CFL before. I mean, those are all very against the grain kind of ideas of how to build a successful CFL team. And I would say until the Johnny Manziel trade, the Alouettes of 2018 looked exactly like what a lot of us imagined they might look like. And you know and I think it is I was saying just before I got caught up. I think it's too bad that Manziel wasn't able to get there at the start of the season, so the Alouettes could develop him appropriately and not in what are let's be honest desperate circumstances, not just for the team in terms of the playoffs but in terms of you know the management of that team, just because of their record you've got to know that they you know they, they I would think they don't have a lot of rope so look i think I think Manzel. With, you know, with a, as you mentioned, we saw some flashes. We can see where his skill set, his ability to innovate and sort of outthink the opposition could come into play. But he's going to have to work hard. They're going to have to be better. And I think the whole idea of playing him now is like, look, we know what we've got without him. We don't know what we've got with him in a month. And, you know, this is going to be a learning curve. This is like the preseason, unfortunately. August is going to be kind of like the preseason for Johnny Manziel. And we'll see where he is after Labor Day.
0: Do they have one receiver there that you would say is a quality CFL receiver?
1: I'd say B.J. Cunningham's a quality CFL receiver. Uh, I would say, you know, the one that's kind of curious is the Darius Bowman, who didn't play in that game. But he had 1,700 yards and led the league two years ago. Uh, you know, he hasn't had a significant injury that I know of. He's had a, he had a nagging one last year. And, I mean, he signed a pretty decent free agent contract with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the offseason, rejoining an offensive coordinator who he knew and a quarterback that he knew, and then they didn't throw him the ball. So, and and Adarius,
0: even when they threw him the ball, he dropped it.
1: And he dropped it. No, he wasn't very good either. He wasn't getting a lot of targets. And I don't know if Adarius is one of those guys who, you know, when he's getting 8, 10 targets a game, he's zoned in, and when he's getting two or three, he's not. Uh, he has that history of him in, earlier in his career. But Adarius Bowman is certainly a player that you would think, you know, again, at 33, two years removed from a 1,700-yard season, could, could help you. And I say I, I would say B.J. Cunningham is a quality receiver as well. But when you get into non-import receivers and things like that, you know, the, the owls are, are not proven. That, there's no question about that. And, when you, and you, when you stack them up against, you know, a team like Edmonton, you know, or even a team like Hamilton, you know, the, if, you, if you actually stack their receivers up against the best in the league, no, there's, there's a sizable gap in terms of, you know, proven ability.
0: So you... You have a back though there like Sutton who I think is a quality I think he's yep. a quality CFL back. Can, could you not run some option wide option the way Doug Flutie used to with, with either Pinball Clements or you know other backs that the Argos had at the time.
1: Well, you mean like running like an option where basically what, what kind of play are you describing? Like
0: like a quarterback roll out it, it can be a run, it can be a pass, it can be a flip to the, to the running back.
1: I think you can, and again, I don't, you know, I, again, I'm not coach football, but I think a lot of those things all come down to timing, right, and, and, and complexity of it, and, you know, if you think of what they're trying to do with Johnny Manziel in four days, and really, it was three full practices and a walkthrough, which they kind of went through a long, extended walkthrough, yeah, I would think you could do things, I mean, a lot, but, you know, a lot of things that a lot of people think, what well, you want to do with Johnny Manziel is move people away from the line of scrimmage, you know, get your receivers deep because if you can make the defensive backs and the linebackers, you know, move away from the line of scrimmage, this guy has the ability to run the football and run the football effectively on that big field, you know, so that's, you know, I've also heard people say that that, you know, that's more what you want to do with him, but yeah, he would have the, definitely the ability. If you say if you rolled him out and you had an option play where you could, you could, you know, hand it to Sutton or shovel pass it, it would be hard for the defense because they don't know whether Manzel would keep. Or whether it would be Sutton because one thing about Manziel he ran a lot in college he ran almost more than the people in the National Football League would like to see him run but in the CFL as we know you know that game is more encouraged and I think Manziel does have a lot of potential you know if, if they could set things up where he would have the option to go up field whether it's on an option play or whether it's by sending receivers deep and you know clearing out things underneath where he could really get into open space
0: and where are the Alouettes this week and how much Manziel will we see
1: well they're in Ottawa and I think we'll see a lot. Like I think it you know, it took three pretty rough quarters to get him out of the game last week. And I, I think the plan is to get Johnny Menzel as many reps as possible. And unless you think that he's kind of mentally beat up or physically beat up or the play is such that you know you're worried that he might get injured, I think you're gonna see him play an awful lot here, you know, and, and, and there, they, look, I don't think there's a plan B for the Alouette. They know what plan B looks like, what plan C and what plan D look like. It's not an ideal circumstance for them. It's not an ideal circumstance by any means for Johnny Manziel to try to, you know, prove that he can still play the game at a very high level. But, you know, this is, this is going to be learn and try to get better. And I think, look, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. I think the Alouette season right now can be evaluated on how much better Johnny Manziel gets over the next 12 weeks. And then you kind of got to decide where you're going in 2019 when you've got him under contract for at least one more year and who's going to build that team, whether it's going to be the current management or whether you're looking for somebody else.
0: Well, I can't speak for anyone else, but I'm going to tune in again this week because I want to get at least one more look at it. Dave Naylor, thanks for doing this.
1: Hey, my pleasure, Steve. Have a great show.
0: Dave Naylor, TSN Football Insider, available on Twitter at TSN Dave Naylor.